Welcome to the Athlon Sports Cover 2 Podcast, Week 4 Recap Edition. We will have, of course, our top four here momentarily. Teams that have been eliminated, as we do. It's a tradition unlike any other, of course, here on the podcast. Mitch Light, Braden Gall, you can follow him on the Twitters, at Athlon Mitch, at Braden Gall. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We do appreciate all the kind feedback and the negative feedback, I suppose. We appreciate that as well. Not really. Um, I, I, I have thicker skin than you, so I can take it, mostly because I've worked with you. You're thicker you yeah i'm just a bigger dude um and and you you've abused me for so long verbally that i'm accustomed to whatever the, doesn't kill you makes yeah, you stronger all you've been doing for 12 years is coaching me up that's all it is thank um, you podcast at athonsports.com is quit the, the podcast halfway through and then issue something on Twitter saying it's just a miscommunication. Yeah, right. Of course not. Okay. Um, I didn't know if you were talking about Vontae Davis in the NFL who no, retired <laughs> no, yes. at halftime, which is even crazier than what Corte Sapp yeah, may, or may, about, which may, may or may, or may not, not have not done. We don't know what happened in that one. We'll get to Florida and Tennessee. There's much to be discussed in the SEC East today. So we'll get to a lot of that stuff, but we start each recap with our top four. If the playoff ended today, who would be in? started today. That's what I meant. If they started today, if the season ended today. Which would be today, weird on a Monday, but. If the season <laughs> ended today and the playoff started on a Monday, <laughs> what would be your top four right now currently the most boring part of our podcast every single week now it appears when i do my notes for the podcast i type over the previous week i have not gone to the top where it mm. says current top four i will I, make it interesting in a minute just okay so just hang, hang I, alabama don't tune out of the podcast yet <laughs> clemson georgia ohio state could easily go ohio state after Alabama, you can make an argument for any of the two, three, four, I believe. I agree. I think there's Alabama and then three teams that okay. may or may not be capable Here's of beating Here's my question. Do you want Let's, my top four? Yes. Then, then, then I have a question. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State. I have two questions after the top four. Okay. Well, for you, that's sir. My, well, I think our questions are about the same. Oh, maybe. Not who would you rank fifth. Who, do you, who is the I fifth moved- best team in the country right now? Okay. Uh, if you're the head coach of one of these Michigan. four teams – who is the fifth over. best team in the country right now? Jim Harbaugh's left knee. Um, no, I r- currently I put Penn State. I actually moved Penn State ahead of Oklahoma. I put Penn State at five. I think right now Penn State. And by the way, we have two monstrosities coming up this weekend. Yes. Um, but I'm going to go. I have Penn State at five. Oklahoma six. I moved. I switched those two essentially because of some of the struggle. Oklahoma. I don't like their secondary. They do have a linebacker who can make tackles. <laughs> we, well, when the other team runs like 90 plays, and all, and very few of them are throws. Yes. You know, we, there's we, a certain bot area. That 28 we're, tackles. Which is did the you most, watch any of that game on that stream? What's the name of the kid's name? Uh, what's his name? Anderson? Uh, the kid for Oklahoma that made Murray. 20. Murray. Yeah. Oh, Kenneth Murray. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Kenneth Murray. I, I was thinking Rodney Anderson, yeah. but it's he, Kyler Murray's brother, Kenneth. Yeah. Not brothers. But it, it, 28 tackles, which is the most ever since they started tracking the stat officially at the NCAA in 2000. So... Um, I, I so I want to go back to that Penn though, State at five because I I did I did not come up with an answer for my question. I wanted to hear what you said. In a ranking, I'm fine with LSU five. Great resume, they got a great resume, but I don't paper think, tigers. But ooh, mm-hmm. I don't think they're the fifth best team in the country. Not even have, close. But they have they're not even close. Their resume it'll play itself out. Either they'll prove that yeah, the, prove yeah. that they are. Or they'll prove that they're not. So the reason I went Penn State's a couple reasons. Um, they've gone 50 points per game three consecutive weeks since struggling with App State. And oh, by the way, I think they scored like 38 in that and game. That's pretty good. I, so th- they have they've not played a brutal schedule or had a marquee W or whatever, but they have crushed people on offense over the last three weeks and basically all season long. You concerned about Illinois? Illinois ran the ball pretty well on them. 
Yes, and and the, but again, I, I I looked at this is really my question about this is that is there another good is team? there another yeah. great team outside of the top three or four? And I, think, I don't I don't know that there is because right. I look at Stanford and I think you can make the case for Stanford to be at the top of the next the, the next tier. You know, the next tier is in whatever order you want it to be: Penn State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, LSU, Auburn, Washington, Stanford, Michigan, West Virginia. And maybe UCF you throw in there. Maybe Wisconsin can bounce back and continue to show that it, that that loss was fluky and that they win games. But out of all of those teams, I don't see anybody that's going to beat Bama and Clemson or Georgia and Clemson yeah, or Bama and Ohio State. Appear capable of beating right two of those two of those teams back to back weeks. So maybe Auburn. Auburn might be the one that I would throw in there. But that things have to change. So here's my question to you: As I'm putting my rankings together, I think Notre Dame. We're going to get to what Notre Dame is now. I move them up in my ranking much higher, not necessarily because of the win over Wake Forest, but because of who's playing quarterback. They're a very different team with the in book. Yes. So I move Notre Dame up three spots, jumping a bunch of people. Here's my question. If I were to put Auburn ahead of LSU today in my rankings, is it justifiable? Because I think Auburn is the better football team. No. It's a philosophical discussion. I think it'll play itself out. But if you, it depends on how you position. If you're doing rankings, you're calling it a ranking. I think LSU needs to be ahead of Auburn. If you're want to call it a, yeah, I, I my, know my rankings are here. I know playoff rankings. So it's the the committee's charges who are the best teams in America. It, it's a hypothetical situation that will not come about. You won't have to name after four te- four games when one team's played the other. Which is why we get to talk about it on the podcast. Right. So I was. I think Auburn. But do you, do you follow my line of thinking? Totally. You think Auburn's better. I, LSU has not even been that great in their two lot, two wins over bad teams. Right. There hasn't been anything inspiring so about LSU. Here's a, here's a not as sexy example of that. In our 130 rankings, which Stephen Lassen does, but he kind of bounces off me on Sunday night. I'm trying to find the – he has – Like I think Washington is better than Stanford. Okay, here's an example. Stanford has a better resume by far. Ole Miss – at 29. They have not been the 29th best team in the country, but they pounded Texas Tech, who has looked great since. So we have Ole Miss 29, Texas Tech 30, Oklahoma State 31, because in a ranking, you kind of have to do well, that now this early in the season. It'll play right, itself well, out. And, well, this is what I have. I've got LSU, Auburn, Washington in that order. It's the same exact thing. Yes. LSU beat Auburn, Auburn beat Washington, right. but I think Auburn is clearly the best team of that group right and that's and based there, on what i've seen and the players and the personnel and the stats and the data and everything i think lsu was extremely lucky to win that game they made one big play and won the game and i it's the same argument we had with penn state and ohio state a couple of years right. ago where two block kicks and they got very fortunate to win a game and the committee has the ability to decipher that stuff and so that's why I right thought it it's, was, it's a it's a it's a fun question but it's just four games into the season it doesn't really matter if i post that on twitter am i simply just trolling yeah or do you there's, actually there's, there's lsu people who think you don't like or LSU. do i actually think that auburn's like could it just oh my god could it just be that that's what i think that i think auburn's better right and i okay th- that, that's a rational thought okay teams that have been eliminated week two ucla purdue north carolina and arizona that was week two okay week like, three we had eight teams eliminated florida state northwestern georgia tech iowa state rutgers nebraska oregon state and arkansas week four 11 teams eliminated so you will go down this list you tell me agree disagree okay and again so many of these teams have a lot to play for it's just playoff elimination it's not are you going to have a bad season or good season elimination? Because there's some of these teams that I think Arizona State may have already had a good season relative to its expectations, for example. 
Week four, teams that were eliminated. Agree or disagree? The Illinois Fighting Illini. Agree. Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Agree. The Louisville Freaking Cardinals. Totally agree. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Panthers. Agree. R.I.P. Kansas Jayhawks. Not ready to kick the bucket on that one? Uh, yes. Really okay, they're done. Puka, puka, puka. Yeah. Um, Kansas State. Done. TCU. Two losses. Okay, two. Easily the best two-loss team in America. To Texas and Ohio State. Ohio State. Two, I, two I, quality. Not, you're saying if they run the table. Not going to do it Revenge yet. Texas, they could actually make it into the playoff at 11-2? and two? They could. It would be okay. weird. I, no, that's I, interesting. I, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think a two loss. I mean, okay. they'll, they'll have potentially two wins over Oklahoma. I, and another win over Texas, avenging and eliminating sort of that loss, which makes the Big 12 fascinating. Because you can be beaten by Texas on the road, then come back and beat them in the Big 12 title game, hypothetically, and, and sort of eliminate that loss from your resume, right? Because you've gone back and won the game. Now, I thought the way Texas finished those two games, and we'll get into this stuff a little bit later, but the way Texas finished that game was impressive, similarly to how they finished against UCLA. And that finishing is what Texas has needed for years. So we'll get to that. Uh, Arizona State. Eliminated. Yes, eliminated. Um, go out on a limb here. Tennessee Volunteers. Yes, eliminated. The Vanderbilt Commodores. Sad to say, the dream is over. Not good for uh, our state in uh, this weekend. And a team that has losses to number one and number two. Texas A&M? Texas A&M. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. They're eliminated or you're no, not going to eliminate not going to eliminate them. Okay, because they've already lost to Bama. So they don't have that ability to come back and beat Bama. What if they win the SEC West? How is that? That means Bama loses. Twice. I know, but this is this is like no chance. When we're eliminating teams, okay, like no okay. chance. So like you're not no on board with TCU and Texas A&M, right? Like Pitt, okay. two games. There's, I got you. It's just not happening. And I had an interesting discussion with somebody on Twitter. A couple of different people pointed this out. An interesting discussion on Twitter. I know it's very rare, actually. Um, it's mostly just people screaming at each other's front porches. Um, but. I, it, that that the only team, every two-loss team that was in consideration over the years, which has only been four in the playoff era, there's only one team that had two high-quality losses. Meaning, like Ohio State last year was in the conversation, two losses. One of them was a blowout at Iowa. Penn State the year before, two-loss team in the conversation. Blowout at blowout Michigan. At Michigan. Uh, the only one was 2015 Stanford that was sort of where I th- their losses were close and meaningful and so a good that's where a good two loss team like tcu for example a road loss to texas where they score late to cover the spread for example or a 12 point loss to ohio state you could be the number one team in the nation or whatever let's say at the end of the year those would be considered good quality losses a&m a road loss to alabama despite the fact that they weren't even competitive at all that's my problem with a&m is that that loss is sort of right one of those losses um but the, the Clemson loss, of course, is a great loss. And A and M could have wins over Auburn, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU. I think they play. I think they play Kentucky, which is turning into a nice Kentucky, win. Georgia, in the championship. I mean, this is all yeah. There's a long lot of, shot, a lot of hypothetical it, stuff. but stuff that could and Bama happen. would have to lose twice, which again is sort of like if um, a meteor hit the universe and the planet exploded into a million pieces. And what do you think is more likely? You know, Liv Tyler and Steve Buscemi had to save the day or something like that. That's that's more likely than than Alabama losing twice. You think so? From here on until then. Okay. 
All right. Um, all right. Let's get into our week four games. Who feels worse right now? This is a Monday morning when we record this podcast. Who feels worse? Who is sicker to their stomach right now? Oregon. I don't care. Oregon <laughs> fans or Virginia Tech fans? Oregon fans. New coach. Like, Virginia Tech is in good shape. They've got a good coach. No, I mean, not, not in the short term. In my 18 years in Athlon, that's one of the most shocking results. Not the, not the, the fact they lost, which was surprising. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know things like Old Dominion lost to Liberty 52-10. to 10. Old Dominion lost to Charlotte. You they probably, were 0-3 and gotten beat by 40 points last week by Liberty. Yes. So And they were a 29-point underdog. So, but also of the, the, the so yardage far. with the backup quarterback, the most ever against the Bud Foster defense. So, they that's a bad feeling. Your karate kid, he came in and played. Yeah. Um, Daniel LaRusso, yeah. or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, Blake LaRusso. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Karate Kid, by the I way? I have not. Not the new one. Not the, okay. one, the YouTube one. It's, it's a bad I'm one. not signing up for a newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> Carry so, on. Oregon, just, just huge win under a new coach a new coach over a hated rival a recent rival but a hated rival great scene if they win that game they play great so much so much to point they basically kind of oh, they leap, won the game they kind of leapfrog in the short term stanford on the food chain there sets up a huge game with washington they did everything right except win the game should 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 they have handed the ball off in that play no, there. Now there. I got into this debate. You know, I'm a very, very big on clock management. Got mm-hmm. into this debate with friend of the pod, Bill Trochi, because we always talk clock management. What there? If you have to punt the ball, there's a school of thought that says you run the ball. If you can, obviously, if you can kneel on it, there's right. no doubt about it. But if at some point you're going to have to punt the ball, there is a there is a legitimate debate to be had as whether or not you hand the ball off or not. Now, what would have happened? There would have been 53 seconds to go. Had he not fumbled there, it would have been third. The next play would have been the 53 seconds. They basically would have had to punt the ball with 13 seconds about that. Stanford has no timeouts. They're basically, they either punt it in the end zone. Game's over. Yeah, or it takes a miracle. Now, the the, the error was the running back fighting. I mean, you've got to go in both hands, you, covering and you go the down, ball. And you, and you go, go down. The second someone touches you, you go down. You go down. That, that was the real error. Um, so... Gut wrenching. I mean, just everything about it. And, and the, I mean, obviously, the ability to go up thirty-one-seven when you get the ball at the one. Now, here's the thing, and someone I know on Twitter posted this, and you know, people are going to talk about Stanford's mental toughness, and they never give up. They won't mention that they're the luckiest team in the world. I mean, Oregon snapped the ball over the quarterback's head, and they scored a time. I mean, that, there's <laughs> that's there's a lot of sure they had to have a guy who could pick it up and run ninety-five yards, but ninety yards. But there's a tremendous amount of luck in that. That's but, why I cannot move Stanford up into that. That, that group of like I still have Stanford at like 10, 11, 12 in my rankings. Yeah. But Stanford did they, they averaged eight yards they per play. They did some good things. Oh, I love you know I'm in KJ Costello Island. Yeah. I've been I've, I've bought property. I'm paying taxes. That was a good quarterback game. Yes. Those guys were good. That w- I told you that was the the game of the week for me. But again, Very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, uniforms were great, but the ability to go up thirty one to seven oh. it's just crushing. So yeah, I don't think it's close. I think Oregon fans okay. are much more Virginia coverage. Tech fans are just going oh crap. Yeah, like. They've got a good coach. They're going to be fine as a program. I'm not saying Oregon's not going to be fine, but that you've got questions about it. If you've got a new coach. We've seen losses like this from Virginia Tech, too, in the past. Not necessarily Old Dominion and 30-point underdog, but, like, they'll lose to ECU. Or they'll lose – you know, like, it's happened before, and uh, even under Beamer. So, I want to stay with ACC, then, with Virginia Tech. Is this the worst league? In the world? No, just in the Power Five. Because like, it was not – it was, by, by most accounts, we were talking SEC okay. Big Ten to start, but the ACC clearly ahead of the Big 12 and the Pac-12. 
But let's, after let's, four weeks, do we now? Yes. Who, who's like, wor- like every team's like who, Duke's who, good. Duke's good. But but how good? Right. BC got slapped around by Purdue because of college football. Jordan, yeah, that was like the, Florida State. So Florida State's way down. Louisville stinks. Louisville is awful. Uh, Pittsburgh is a dumpster fire. Georgia Tech. Georgia is, Tech is a dumpster fire. Are you just going every team? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Wake Forest. We see, we think is better. Like this is the thing. We think Syracuse and Duke and Wake Forest and Boston Syracuse College is better. And, and NC State are better than they traditionally are. But that doesn't take a whole lot. That, I would, I would call Wake Forest a disappointment to date. Overtime win at Tulane. They get they lose to BC at home and they get spanked by Notre Dame at home. I think they're well, they, disappointed. They've given them ninety seven points. Yeah, I think two, and they fired the two games at home. Fired their defensive coordinator yesterday. Yeah, Mike Elko's not walking through that door. No, he's not. He might actually. And then Virginia Tech's lost to Old Dominion. Miami loses its major marquee non conference showdown to LSU. Um, North Carolina we, has been atrocious. In, even unless they play, like I think they're two and thirteen in their last fifteen games. With both wins over Pitt. Both wins are over Pitt. L- Louisville is one of the most alarming situations. For Virginia to just completely shut you down is is alarming, and for Bryce Perkins to literally be pulling Lamar Jackson maneuvers and jumping over people on his way to a twenty-seven to three cover of the spread, one of my locks of the week. I mean, Duke is Duke. I don't. I think their four zero is a little bit hollow. I don't. I mean, they got some nice wins, but I you know I don't know how they're staying power there. Syracuse again four four zero, but. Uh, okay. They caught Florida State at a good time. NC State, same thing, 3-0. Uh, who have you beaten? So, uh, Clemson is great. What is the rest of this league? Yeah, we, Miami still could be. Nikosi Perry came in in the fourth series of the uh, game, went the rest of the way. Hello. That quarter. There's a reason we've been talking about that kid all offseason. Louisiana, I mean, Louisville's quarterback change didn't take. No. Miami's did. Um, that, they, have, they have not named him starter, but I would expect he, that. I think, they, I think he went 14 of 15. When he came in? Completed his first 10 passes, I know Something that. crazy like that. 14 threw, of 16. Threw, threw for 224, averaged nine-point yards per attempt, which is very Travis good. Travis Homer finally got going. Yeah, so. And that was, by the way, if you saw the score, 31-17. 17 was, in the fourth. It was 31 nothing. Yeah, yeah. Miami. Um, so, yeah, I Boston think. College, good God. That was so predictable for college football. So, we picked on the Big Ten. I just want to be fair because I think the ACC is taking it on the chin for now four straight Because weeks. the top of the Big Ten is still really good, even though the. Right, and you're going to see. You're going to see Duke and Syracuse and NC State and 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 you're going to go, oh, oh, this, this league is better. This is this or this is that. And and I I don't think that's the case. I think Clemson's resume is looking worse and worse every day. Is really what's happening. So I wanted to be fair with that. I don't think there's really other anything else other to learn other than maybe NC State could be Clemson's toughest game. Boston College I still think is going to be solid in the division. Um, By in Virginia at all. I, I know they not, lost not, to Indiana, but they've been solid big, other than that. Not big picture. Um, I, I don't know. That that division is crazy, though, right now. Like, I have no, no idea what to expect. Duke, Virginia, Duke, Virginia Tech this week, I think. Yeah, this is a big – things are starting to get real in college football, by the way. So that brings us back to the Big Ten then. And I want to start I, – I want to – I bet you you have no idea where I'm going with this. First first topic here. Indiana special teams. Wendy's Twitter account. Yes. So, Wendy's Twitter account. Yeah, what was that all about? Wendy's Twitter account was something like, hey, looks like we're going to need some Scott Frosties for all <laughs> for that beatdown that Nebraska's taking. And people took it so seriously. If you go read the responses, whoever's running, because this has been going on for Wendy's with their Twitter account for a long time. They've been this snarky, like, we're taking shots at everybody. We're going to make make it a snarky, sarcastic, sort of comedic account. And and people were responding with, oh, you just lost all of your business in Nebraska. Like and and 
nobody gets like just you, if you don't get it, you don't get it. And like if you're really you're driving down the street and you want a frosty and you live in Omaha, you're still gonna get a frosty. Yes, exactly. It was just it was just so comical. Like Wendy's Twitter account, they just slay. They just slay. It's so good. And so like they had the, some of the best responses. Uh, you know, just like yeah, you're gonna need all that something 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 for that thin skin or something. You know, like just just one after the other jokes at, at Nebraska fans and um, it, it was pretty funny. Just trolling because Michigan. Looked, oh my! Looked so good that that Notre Dame win or loss is looking better every week because Notre Dame continues to win and get better. Michigan folks is not going anywhere. Well, and, Mich- I, this is the Michigan team we thought we'd see just dominant defense yep. and better quarterback play. I am not. B- bottom line, I'm not worried about Nebraska long term. We know they're what, worse than we thought. Though they are worse than we thought, but it, 132 is, yards worst for Nebraska since the. 2009 Big 12 title game against Texas. They had 106 in that game. So, basically, after ripping the Big 10 last week, we need to come back and say, you know what? The powers that be bounced back in a way that needed to happen. Penn State looked good. Penn State Michigan looked really looked good. good. Michigan, Michigan, State Michigan, a nice win. Michigan State with a nice win at Indiana. Nice road. Wisconsin goes on the road and also gut-wrenching did you see, performance. Did you see the special teams? Iowa gaffed? having the lead at the end and then just to give it away like that. Did you see the special teams? So... I was up three in the third or fourth, and it's one of those where they punt the ball and it's rolling dead, and one of the Iowa dudes is blocking. Oh, but, I did see that play. But the play is like a brilliant a, play by the Wisconsin player who just sat there and waited <laughs> yes. for someone else to to do something Iowa ish. That was brutal. It's, it's, it's super savvy. Yeah. It's a savvy, savvy play. Um, but I, I again, I think that's a Alex Hornerbrook made a couple throws. For the love of God, he made, a, stats, that, that, he made a couple what, throws. That game, look at the stats. Efficient quarterback play, both of those I know, guys. I know. And does and it pain you to say that? Alex, well, Alex Hornerbrook is like twenty three and four as a starter, I think. And his numbers and losses, he's got like two touchdowns, seven interceptions. So it's like when he's had to throw the ball, they don't tend to win. The Wisconsin doesn't tend to win, and but that's not the case in in that game. That was a good win for Wisconsin. Yeah, that's Iowa. A, that's a good win. Iowa. 7.5 yards per play against Wisconsin. That's two weeks in a row. That is the problem with Wisconsin. It was basically Wisconsin won the game because of turnovers. It was 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not buying Wisconsin long-term back, you know, because BYU and now Iowa two weeks in a row have been very efficient against the no, offense. But, but the top of the Big Ten bounced back. Yes. No, and we no saw doubt. all the big power teams that we think could be playoff contenders bounce back in important fashion. Okay. Um, Who's weirder than Maryland? Um PJ Fleck. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Maryland. I have no idea. Like, I literally have no idea what to say about Maryland. I don't. The uniforms are atrocious. But like, the football could be great. They it ran the ball th- 315 yards. That's good. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Can we have a moment of silence for my home state, <laughs> Rutgers Scarlet Knights? Hold on. Yikes. Okay. N- that wasn't. Support. Are you okay? Buff- Do you feel better? Buffalo was favored. They they won by like what thirty forty two thirteen. Oh my! God. They just smacked them. Just everything about that game. They just, they were the, it's alarming, put it this way. I was having a Twitter discussion with a friend from New Jersey, and it's alarming in year three how much worse they were than a, than yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. They, they're, they, listen, the Jim Tan laundry thing doesn't include football. It's not, ne- there's never been an F in there. It's just DTR or GTL, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I never watched the show. Um, all right. So, anything else in the Big Ten you'd like to comment on? I, I, I am not. Miles Sanders is is that as we nice thought, two hundred yards. MJ Rivers got the start for Illinois. It looked pretty good. 
granted, I three, three quarters. They went thirty five. They went thirty five nothing in the fourth quarter. I to, fell asleep to cover this in the third quarter. I woke up, checked my phone, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Um. Yeah, Adrian. I, Martin, I guess Purdue. Nice win for Purdue. Yeah, definitely. Anthony Brown for Boston winning the ACC. He had they're looking so good against Wake Forest. Against Wake Forest, he goes thirteen for twenty seven. AJ Dillon held the fifty nine yards. So great. What do you job. have like four picks? AJ yeah, uh, Anthony yeah, Brown. Yeah, so they had one touchdown, four picks. So I was playing AJ Dillon in fantasy. So thank you, Purdue. Oh wow, thank you. I got lucky there. Um, all right. One quick note in the Ohio State game for those LSU fans: Justin McMillan, the LSU transfer, got his first action for Tulane. Oh, okay. Do you care? Yeah, yeah no, I don't care. It's noteworthy. Okay. Yeah, it's true quarterback, I guess. Uh, Haskins, uh, 20, oh, 21 of 24. He's been, almost, he's been too alike. Too, a, too a like, yes. not too, too, not too alike. Light, too alike. I was like, too alike who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying. But no, I got you now. That's now a... Too a... You know what I mean when I say... Tongue of Iloa like. That's what you need to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got you no, now. Too a. Uh, all right, I want to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you another question. Because that's what we do on a podcast. Okay, what, league, what league does it reference? Is Texas back? Oh, yeah. We picked dun, them, dun, we, dun. Never, never gave up on them. We picked them second in the offseason. Stayed behind them after that <laughs> loss to Maryland. Had full <laughs> confidence in Tom Herman and the boys. We, we gave no them a confidence. We gave I've them been the, riding the Texas roller coaster <laughs> just as like a Texas fan, even though I'm not, just because we picked them high. But, hey, two, two really good wins back-to-back. Know how to finish. They outscored him twenty-one to three in the second half. Sam Ellinger, two hundred fifty-five yards, a couple of touchdowns. They've finished the job in the last two games. That's the big issue there because they were trailing until the turnovers or whatever the big play was there at the end. Yeah, turnover battle for nothing. I mean, yeah. I think Gary Patterson said it, you're not going to win. Yeah. Not great insight here, but not for great. nothing. Sean Robinson threw two picks. Cavante Turpin threw a pick. I did not see that play. Uh, must have been a trick play or something. But, uh, yeah, just a, a really nice win for Texas, opening up, you know, big 12 play with a team you're going to be jockeying for position. That has Presum- that had that has owned you since coming to the big 12? Four straight, yeah, four straight wins for TCU, well documented. Um, there, there was something about the USC win that was, okay, that's nice. Because USC – This is a little different. You're a home dog t- against an, an in-state team that has owned you since joining the league. This one feel, there's there's I still need a lot more of these, but this I'm not saying Texas is back, but this feels different. And TCU was a team wins. that like almost garnered more national respect than a loss the previous week. Like people yes, thought better did. about TCU after that. I, I agree, which is why you're not eliminating them, right? Despite two losses already. Tip of the cap to Cliff and the oh, boys. God. I mean, the, the hair not a not a follicle out of place on that guy. Cliff showed corn dog who's boss. That that is one of the most astounding stat sc- scores. Seventeen points that I've seen. No in, shut in, out in the second half. I, I, that is one of the most astounding scores I've seen in college football this week. Was was that box score? And they go, wait, wait, they, corn dog did what? Yeah, I mean Alex Bowman three ninety seven. Allen. 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 Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Rain Man banked in, bankrupt an entire casino, and yeah. he was. I'm not going to yeah. say the word. Um. It's Allen. <laughs> I got you. 92 plays run by Texas Tech. They ran for 224, threw for 397. That is gorgeous right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Virginia dominates. Kent State. Um, Iowa State. Baylor gets a win. Iowa State beats Akron. Not really dominant, did, did but Iowa State the, gets a win. Did you see the David Sills stat line? He had three one-yard touchdown yes. catches. Uh, so um, how much would you have paid to watch the Army-Oklahoma game? 
I think it was fifty dollars. I watched it on that pay per view. Whatever the dude who was one guy on Facebook yeah, was doing. I was. It. I, was I, was, I don't even know the name of the site. It was. I watched it for. I heard there was a guy on Facebook that was live streaming. It was game. like there was like fifty thousand people watching it. Yeah, and he was holding it. He should have charged advertising. He was holding the phone with his hand. He said, "I'm in a lot." He didn't of even it. have a thing. To no, he's, he's like, "I'm in pain. I got to go to the bathroom, but I won't let you guys down." <laughs> Oh my so, yeah, god! So yeah, I had that on my. Kyler laptop. Murray, eleven of fifteen for one sixty-five. Um, you know, they scored twenty-one points in the first half, seven in the zero points in the second half. They never had the ball. I know they ran forty plays. Uh, that's craziness. That's how you beat Oklahoma. Then yeah, keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. So there's your Big Twelve. All right, out of the Pac-12, we talked a lot about uh, Stanford and Oregon. I watched a little bit, a lot of that Washington game. I I can't tell how good Washington is. They 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 don't lose. They play hard. They're well coached. Jake Browning is a is I love Jake Browning as a player. I, I just don't. There's just something. There's like a I don't know what's missing from Washington, but I think they're I think they're pretty good. I don't know what's missing. USC JT Daniels. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Another big win for him. Um, so I I, I I watched a lot of the Oregon Stanford game and a lot of the Washington game as well uh, against Arizona State. Not a whole lot else in the Pac-12. So I think there were only like four games. Arizona beat. Oregon State 35. Uh, JJ Taylor, Taylor two, my fantasy team, come on down, baby. Two eighty four. <laughs> my my fantasy quarterback, Khalil Tate, rushed for negative nine yards. Thank you, Kevin Sumlin. <laughs> he got the right guy the ball, bastard. Uh, that Washington State USC game was phenomenal. Yeah, last game. last team with the ball won that game. That was a Friday night. Um, interesting to see the JT Daniels go go head to head with a good offense. And score when he needed to on the road. That was a that, that was sort of a, a growing up moment for him. I thought. Um, was scoring, it at home? No, it was, it, it was, was at it USC. Uh, it was it USC? Yeah. Sorry, I thought it was on the road for some reason. I just assumed that Friday nights Washington State's Why, in the Palouse. Yeah. It's in the Palouse. So here's a, since we just talked about uh, a couple of those quarterbacks, three of the top four to four QBs in the country in yards per game are transfers. Allen Bowman. Allen Bowman's number one in who's yards a, per. He's a freshman, right? Yeah. The next three guys are transfers. Can you name them? Okay, what was the stat? What number? Three of the top four quarterbacks in the nation in yards per game. Yards passing per game. Yes, are, are transfers. Oh, Not necessarily in their first year, but they, they're in their second school. This is going to have to do with, like, which offenses then are. Well, here, I mean. Hang, hang you on. Just ta- you just mentioned one of them. Gardner Minshew. I did not mention him. You didn't? We're talking no. about Washington State. We talked State. about Washington State. I okay. didn't mention the Then I will. Uh, will Greer and oh, Ryan yeah. Finley. I should assume. Yeah, Will Greer, 372. Ryan Finley at 352. Gardner Minshew at 386. And Alan Bowman at 389. So Gar- Gardner Minshew might have foregone a chance to win the national title, but a good move for going to, to Washington State instead of Alabama. Yeah, no, no question about that. Uh, Joe Burrow, 78th in the nation with 182 <laughs> yards per game passing. Are you just trying to be a jerk? No, I'm just pointing it out. He's a transfer. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't tell if he's good or not. Uh, here you go, Blake Barnett. He's number twenty-one. Yeah, there's, a, there's a transfer. KJ Carter Samuels, number seventeen. He got benched at Colorado State. He's a, a transfer. Bit. They are terrible. I'm just looking Arkan, at the I'm just they, looking at the list here. You know they lost the Jordan Ta'amu. Isn't he a JUCO transfer? JUCO transfer. Do you know Colorado State lost at home to Illinois State? Oh God, wasn't even close. It's not pretty. Not pretty. Uh, all right, which brings me to the Southeastern Conference. Yes, and frankly. Um, some 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 interesting results. I I think we learned more about the SEC East. This I saw weekend. you post your Twitter ranking, and I couldn't have, could not have agreed more. Oh, that doesn't happen often. I I think we learned with the tie. I think we learned more about the SEC East than we learned about any other division at any point this year thus far. 
Florida stepping on UT's throat and establishing Tennessee as the worst team in the division. Vanderbilt missing an opportunity in in, in fairly convincing fashion to to prove itself as, as it belongs. At the line of scrimmage. That it belongs. So it so Vanderbilt Tennessee sort of establishing themselves at the bottom if that's a thing or falling to the bottom. I don't know. We knew Georgia was one. Kentucky now clearly at number two in the division with a home win over over Florida and a or a road win over Florida and a dominant a dominant performance. We talked about the Kentucky offensive line in the podcast going up into the weekend. A dominant performance against a top 15 team at home, 4-0. Kentucky now clearly number two in the SEC East. I want to go back to that game. 3-4-5, three, three, South Carolina, Florida probably tied there. Missouri, I thought they did some good things against Georgia, but I'm not sure what they are. I would lean South Carolina, Florida above Missouri, but, Slight, you, could, but, you, but could, you could mix and match those. But I don't think you can argue who the worst two teams are, and, and I don't think you can argue who's one and two today. All these teams have to play each other still for the most part. But there, we learned a lot about the hierarchy in the pecking order in the SEC East, and it looks like Kentucky at number two right now. Here's a, a, a very telling stat. See if you agree with me from the Kentucky-Mississippi State game. If I told you one quarterback would have 32 – you know who the two quarterbacks are, Nick Fitzgerald and Terry Wilson. If I told you one would have 32 attempts and one would have 14 attempts – Why are there four first names? Nick Fitzgerald and Terry Wilson? Yeah. I feel like Fitzgerald's not a first name. Sure it is. I mean, it can be, but it's much more common last name. I'm not saying that isn't, but like Gerald Gall. Well, Wilson's not a com. It's not. It, it, it's a more common last name, but it could also be a first name. I'm just saying that's too many first names. I don't trust either one of them. Are you saying Tua Tagovailoa is that's not two first names? <laughs> it's probably not. So my point. If being, your name was From, I would just I would think poorly of you. Okay. One had 32 attempts. One had 14 to 14 attempts. The way these two teams play, I would 90 percent of the time take the team the quarterback with fewer attempts. Yeah, that's true. I think true. Fitzgerald's 32 attempts were too many. He had 16 carries for 20 yards. Another very telling stat there. Kentucky just kind of – there's only 501 yards in this game. It's like they're playing a different sport than, you know, Texas Tech. But very, very impressive the way they just kind of s- sat on him in the second half. Yeah, I, I thought – Their defensive line was great. Josh Allen was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I again, I think we learn more about the East this week than any other division in football. Um, I, I don't – is Florida good? Don't is know. Missouri good? Is South Carolina good? I, say about South I Carolina. feel like South Carolina might be the best, but I'm not sure. I've seen them in person. I mean, I see all these teams in the East every year. I saw them in person last year. Wasn't that impressed. This year, I thought they looked a lot better. Both lines of scrimmage. I thought their defensive line looked great. They've got three really good receivers. Shy Smith has kind of emerged. I actually wrote a little thing about this on, on our website today about him. Shy Smith's kind of in the like slot. Third, yeah, he's, he's been really good. Yeah, it, kind of a big play. They guy. got weapons, man. Uh, yeah, Edwards on the. He's a big wide receiver, big target. So that they, they and they can run the ball. There, Rico Dattle had a hundred hundred yards. I was impressed with them in person. Missouri's interesting because like they looked, they looked really good. Like. Georgia, no offensive touchdowns in the first half. And, you know, but then when you step back, Georgia averaged 7.1 yards per play, Missouri 4.6. Like the box score tells you Georgia really dominated that game. But when you watched it, it, was, it they it, didn't know. No, but see, when I watched it, I never thought they were close. I never thought Missouri was close. I think what will happen on that out of that game is people will learn something about where to attack Georgia. I think maybe that's what – because Drew Locke was held – I mean, the Georgia defense did a great job on lock. They just allowed some rushing yards. So I think that may be the way that Georgia 
three well, tailbacks averaged almost five yards per carry. So if you're Alabama, for example, and you're you're scouting Georgia, you're going you're going to pull up the Missouri tape and go, all right, this is how they're going to approach our quarterback Tonga Vailoa. This is how we approach their defense. And so I do think there's something to be learned there from Missouri, but I don't know if it was. I don't think it was as close as the 14 point score indicate, which is a push according to the point spread. So I, I don't. I still don't know exactly what Missouri is. I still don't know exactly what Florida is. I still don't know. I think South Carolina might be the best out of those three. Um, but we got a lot of clarity in the East. There's no question. In the West, I I, I just don't know what to say. Kellen Mond, I thought, actually did okay for himself. Uh, I know there was a late garbage touchdown to make the score look better than it really was. But I don't – like, Alabama's – I mean, I'm starting to reach – for 415 yards, I'm which just, is – not you know, unlike not unlike, Alabama like unlike it is six this year. unlike six attempts, <laughs> <laughs> they they averaged forty eight yards a play pass. Like Alabama only <sighs> ran for one hundred nine yards. No, I know, but they they couldn't have run for more. I mean, in fact, A and M ran for more yards and more yards per carry. But when your quarterback goes twenty two of thirty for three eighty seven and four, I mean, you concerned Auburn's offense at all. Um, I think the offensive line is still a they, question. They only averaged three point nine yards per play against Arkansas. Yeah, they won thirty four. Yeah, so like so. I didn't see much of this game. So it's the, the same with LSU. The like, flow of the uh, game dictates a lot of that. And I'm not going to sit here and ding them for right. their offensive production, but yeah, yeah. I mean, L- Old Mississippi. Okay, seven seven at the half against Kent State, but then uh, they, uh, you know, LSU. Like I think people, I I I might be guilty of like just having a preconceived notion that LSU is not as good as their record indicates so that when they struggle with a team like Louisiana Tech that I, I'm like reinforces reinforcing yeah. my own personal echo chamber of belief and so LSU still has to continue to prove it to me um, so maybe you know I, I don't know I I think LSU is really good what I'm starting to what I'm starting to learn through four weeks I would say the number one thing I've learned through four weeks is that my my thought that two or three teams can win the national championship at the beginning of the year I'm even more certain of that now that's really what I think. You don't think there's four? There, there might be four. I think there's four, and then I think there's a line of demarcation I, right there. I, well, I, I, to be Good honest, thing with we have you, a fourteen playoff. I think Oklahoma and Penn State could work their way into that conversation, and I think Penn State and Ohio State will will solve that this week, right? Which one is the one that's most deserving? Really, it's Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama for me. I think those three. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just it. I don't know if that's really good for the sport, bad for the sport. I know there's a lot of other things to play for, as we've talked about on this podcast. If if Duke wins the division, that is a great season for Duke. If if Kentucky finishes second in the division, that is a great season for Kentucky. If Utah somehow wins the South, that is a great season for Utah. So I, I think that our focus on the playoff and the media's focus on the playoff in general can take away from the fact, and, and we need to – to me, it doesn't take away from the fact that if Boston College goes eight and four or nine and three and finishes second in the Coastal or the Atlantic, it'd be really amazing if they finish second in the Coastal. If they finish second in the Atlantic to Clemson, that that is a phenomenal season and a great story and a great year for Boston College fans. They're irrelevant to the playoff, but it doesn't mean it's not still a great story and a great season. And I think, you know, if if I'm guilty of overlooking those things, then I'll be put my hand up and be accounted for. But I think there are three teams that can win the whole thing. I'm not sure any other year in college football history has been that different, though. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, at the end of every year during the BCS, how many teams did we really think were worthy of being in 
I mean, I, maybe we'd a have third to, we, one. We'd have to go year by year. But oh uh, four Auburn. I mean, we can get on the list. Oh four Auburn. Oh three US. Oh five USC. I mean, like there's just a handful of times where we could say, oh ninety eight Ohio State probably should have played in the BCS national title game, or you know whatever. Like it's just. I don't know. I don't think it's that much different, but it feels dip more different. I guess. Yeah, but we got. You know, I'm not sure what I'm talking yeah, about now. I'm just off on a tangent. I mean, we, we try to cover the whole sport and the underbelly. Like I love the old Dominion story over the weekend. It's great. It's right. a great story. Memphis, you know, Daryl Henderson leading the nation in rushing. There, there's there's great stories, and that's why you know this stuff means a lot to each team's fan base. So now we're gonna. So we've done. This, we're, we we just spent 40 minutes covering all of college football. We're we're gonna spend the next 40 minutes talking about Lane Kiffin sucking. Okay. You're, you're, you're down on Lane? No, I just I don't think that was a very good performance. Yeah, they, uh, UCF, they got outclassed. UCF. Mackenzie Milton scored again just now. 306 passing, 236 rushing. The balance of that offense is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Can I give a uh, – They're hypo-proof. Should we be con- con- concerned about the, uh, the boys from Annapolis? Mm. Three and eight in their last 11 games versus FBS teams. That thing has moved quickly. That ship has turned fast. Wow, you're very proud of yourself. Way faster one. than I anticipated. How about a little, little tip of the cap to East Carolina, even though a loss last year, last in the nation in total in scoring defense at 45 per game. This, this year, 22.3. This is where we've come in college football, is that we are tipping the cap to a group of five team that just lost. I'm just trying to wow. spread, you know, show what some happened love. In, uh, what happened with your boys from Ypsilanti? Another freaking crushing defeat. They lost mm. in overtime. Mm. It's just, hmm. okay. I think it's what is it? Nine out of ten? No, ten out of their last last eleven losses are by seven points or less. Or less. Are, you, are you making excuses? Yes, can't catch a, the refs are <laughs> screwing us. The refs are screwing us. Just making excuses. How about this stat line? Armani Rogers from UNLV averaged one point one yard per passing attempt. That's hard to do. Five of twenty one for twenty three yards. Oh my god, that's hard to do. That's brutal. Yikes. Um, what else you got? Empty the notebook, buddy. This is the notebook phase. Did you see the Cincinnati Ohio? Cincinnati was up. Ohio was up twenty-one nothing. As soon as you, as soon as you apologize, what are you talking about? You apologize oh. to Luke Fickle. I did, and they won. Well, but they didn't play well. They, hey, survive in advance. <laughs> Throw out the record when the Bobcats play the Bearcats. Ohio ended the game on the one. Which cat is a meaner cat? For the record, like a bobcat, I, I, in I real life, would a Bobcat win? Would you in a rather fight? be? Would you rather be mauled by a Bobcat or a Bearcat? Like, what would I don't you know what a bear cat is. Yeah, I don't know if that's real. It's like Bob Huggins. I feel like a bobcat is. It's a big tiger. It's a big. It's a, cat. No, it's a small cat. Bobcat, but, like, but not like a tiger. It's like a big house cat. Like a really big, right. It's mean. like yeah, they're like little. They're like little big cats. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like I'd Sounds rather like get mauled by. Bear. I think I'd rather get mauled by a bobcat. But a bear cat, I don't. If a fictional, I don't know if a bear is cat's real? a real thing. Google it. But a mixture of a bear and a cat sounds more terrifying, <laughs> right? Than a mixture of like Bill Murray and a cat, which would be a, a bobcat. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, what about a bobcat? SMU huge win, terrible start, zero three. They go for two in overtime to beat Navy. Classy. Uh, class. I, I, I love that move. Okay, I thought you meant like they like didn't run it up by kicking <laughs> an extra point. What was your point there? And going. Um, <laughs> Toledo beat Nevada 63-44 over 1,000 yards of <laughs> you offense. You love that game. And I, uh, yeah, I watched some of it on CBS Sports Network. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. So I, we've already talked about most of these teams, but can I give you my I, – I Give me some stats, man. Did, well, didn't do it the last few weeks. Three reasons for optimism, three reasons for ah, concern. Ah, yes. Got Purdue, optimism. Didn't, yeah. think, didn't think they were that yeah. bad. 
Nice win. Okay. Kind of a market correction game. Okay. okay. Michigan, we talked about in South Carolina. Reasons for concern. Louisville, quarterback switch didn't work. That, offense is brutal. Yeah, that, that team's And when you're Bobby Petrino, like, that's what you hang your hat on is right. offense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Mississippi State, troubling the way they lost. If you were to tell me they go and, yeah. and Missouri threw it all over the place on them and they out-finessed them, that's one Kentucky. thing. Kentucky. But to, no, if you would have told me they would have lost to a team like Missouri oh, oh, and got gotcha. out-finessed or something like that. But to lose. To be pushed around. That's yeah. their MO. That's what we thought they would be. Yep. Um, and then Navy. Kentucky's offensive line, dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, and then Navy. Uh, oh, by the way, McNeese, uh, BYU, a ranked team that won 30 to 3 over McNeese yeah. State. Just wanted to mention that. Okay. Although it's just McNeese now, I think. Yes. Um, I've mentioned mo- Drew. Lo- I've mentioned most of my stats. Drew Locks four point six yards per attempt, the lowest for him since LSU. How many touchdown passes year. Does he have? Uh, I don't know. I think it's it got zero. written down somewhere. I think it's yeah. zero. Okay. I think that's the first time he's had no touchdown passes in quite some time. I think that was the point of the question. Then you should have answered it. And he had no touchdown. Passes. Zero touchdown passes for the first time since the Purdue game, thirty-five to three. As my daughter said to me last, last year, nine sixteen. After I picked her up from the airport. After a weekend at Duke, yeah, what said, was you said, said we were going to have a full she said, report? Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Oh my <laughs> god! On the way home, what what does that mean? I'll leave it at that. Um, does that mean she was at a keg party? Did not get a report. They slept in. Did not get to the game. That was. I said oh you go to the game. God, that's <laughs> horrifying as a parent. Overslept. That's horrifying. That's the game started at twelve noon. Get up. I am horrified I'd, I'd by up, having two daughters now. I'd been up for five hours. Oh, I, I get I got up at <laughs> this morning. I was up at three o'clock feeding a baby a bottle of yeah. formula. So, oh my god, that is horrifying. Good luck. Over Didn't the, even make the, the game over the next. Have fun so what questions did you ask? Um, what questions would you have not asked? Suitable for work. We'll oh. take it off pod. Oh, are you going to get her, get her in trouble or something? No, I just you know certain things I want to share. I'll you know. You don't want our audience to know <laughs> that your daughter was out partying <laughs> in, I did not in say Durham? That. Did not say that. Okay. She saw Zion Williamson several times. He's tall. Yes, big dude. That guy is uh, ready to play in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, he is. Like right now. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned that those two are in the same place. Whatever that is, I don't want – that's concerning to me. That, that five-star number one overall draft pick in the NBA is in the same general airspace as your – High school daughter. Just, That's just, concerning. Just on a college visit. Okay. Unofficial. Well, uh, so the so Duke's got a chance then? I'd say I think the top of the list. She loved it. Well, loved it, the campus, loved everything about it. And good, I was like, there's there's a lot to like, I'm sure. Good barbecue. Yeah. Um, I've actually been to Duke twice. And she'll be camping out in Krzyzewskiville before, before we know it. Yeah, she talked about that. How all of, her, all of her, her friends she went to visit, all of their friends are already planning. And they're, they're only freshmen. Their, their football team is 4-0. I know. And they're it, planning on when to go camp out at basketball games. they overslept the game. What a – and you wonder why the SEC. It just means more. Yeah. It just means more. All right. Anything else? Parting shots? Uh, oh, how were your picks against the spread there, buddy? Two and one. All right. So you've bounced-ish back. Bounced. I'm flirting with 500. Where are you at now? I was, what, 0 and 3, then 1 and 2. No, 0 and 3, then 2 and 1, 2 and 1, 2 and 1. So it's six. Am no, I six it's only six? four weeks, dude. Yeah. 2 and <laughs> 1, did. 2 and 1, 2 and 1. 0 and 3. Then no, you didn't go 2 and 1, 2 and 1, I 2 and 1. I did 0 and 3. No. I'll have to go back and look. Yes, you went zero and three. Yeah, and then two and one. Okay, and then one and two. I don't think so. I'm just making this up. <laughs> <laughs> what were your What were your picks against the spread? Uh, you got to write this stuff down. I've got it. Just why didn't you write this down? I've got it right here. Do, like, um, 
stall or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll give you the picks against the spread for last week, <laughs> for two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Well, then, then see how I did. I, I know you were 1-2 and two and 0-3, oh and so that's 1-5. and five, and then, So then I went 4-2 and two since then. Yes. So yeah. do the math there as I uh, look. So I got my Cover 2 podcast. Seven losses. Week 3. So 5, 12 games. You'd be 5-7. and seven. Week 4. That's okay. I had. This, this is hilarious, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> West Virginia minus 16 over yeah, Kansas that State. that was an easy one. Western Michigan minus 7 over Georgia State. Georgia State dominated them. And then freaking Ball State minus three over Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky won mm. by eight. Should have seen that one coming. So two and one. All right, we'll be back. Huge. I mean, so five and seven. Five and seven. Okay. Uh, he, he, is this fair to say coming up next week? Is this our first like playoff type weekend where we have like our first game of the centuries? You know, whatever the cliche is. Like, I don't feel like we've had one of those yet, right? I mean, maybe Washington and Auburn, like two top ten teams. I don't think LSU and Auburn qualified. We, I think we've got two or three games where teams are, like, sitting there ready to go. Ohio State, Penn State. Kentucky, South Carolina. No. That, that is, what is it, Notre Dame, Stanford? Yeah. Right? I mean, two undefeated top ten teams. Nike, of course, they're both at night, both those games at the same time. Thank you. Hopefully after my kids go to sleep. But it is, we've got massive, massive showdowns coming up this week. It's going to be good stuff. So we'll uh, be back uh, later this week to preview all of it. For Mitch Light, Braden Gall. Cover 2 Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay.